in this week's episode of the One More Rep podcast. Bro throws a comp, Jenna takes some pictures, and I do some interviews. What is up, One More Rip Bam? This is Mo coming to you from my home studio. We were all very busy this past week playing our various roles in the competition that Brody threw at CrossFit Excess. My Bloody Valentine number five. Myself, I was the DJ. Jenna was the lead photographer, as well as one of the competitors in the event. And Bro was the event coordinator, director, MC, programmer. You name it, he did it. So with all that being said, going to have a little bit different format this week. This first segment took place a few days before the event where Jen and I kind of talked about what was about to go down this past weekend. Check. Check, check. Check, 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 check. Welcome to Fisher and Friends. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to Fisher and Friends. So tell us, what are you doing? What do you mean? Right what, now? What, do you, what do you have going on this weekend? You have uh, a big comp coming up, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if I didn't have my planner, I wouldn't know where I was because I write everything down like an old person. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty busy weekend. Like, I like it, but at the same time, I'm, like, excited when it's over because it's a lot of work. Like, yeah, the, the lead up to it. Yeah, cleaning yeah. and getting all that stuff ready. Like, literally my entire Friday, which, I mean, I like to do. But then also in addition to preparing to compete you also take you also yeah. take pictures during the yeah, event yeah so i wake up early and then do all the pictures and then um, and then you and compete, then compete in the middle of it yeah actually i've only thrown up twice ever like since i started crossfit one was because i woke up really early and um and i like went to like a 6 a.m or something at our old gym uh-huh. and then the other one was competing and i think it was last year but um i was just so tired and Mm. Yeah, and I just, like, I didn't eat enough, and I just Mm -hmm. felt, like, total crap. So we were working out, and then um, another girl, she's from Columbus area, Taylor Lucas. Mm -hmm. She just was getting over, like, the stomach bug or something, and she was still just, like, competing and just trying to tough through it. Yeah. So her and I were both out back, like, throwing up together. (laughs) We were like, this is a whole another level of bonding. So you prep, you spend all this time prepping uh, to compete you know, with, with your training and then working with your partners and then also helping set up the gym for the competition. Yeah. So the day of the competition comes and you're taking, sorry. And you usually start off taking, cause you don't compete usually till the afternoon. Cause bro, the way he has everything set up, the scale teams go in the morning. Yeah. So I'll get here in the morning and then I'll take pictures of the scaled. And then normally, uh, Randy Rhodes will help me out and he'll uh-huh. take pictures like while he'll give me like a little time to warm up and then, um, I'll work out and then he gives me like 10 minutes of rest after so I can like recover for a second yeah. and breathe. Cause most of the time I'm just like laying down and I feel dead. Yeah. Cause um, yeah. The way the comps come around here, like there's probably at the most, maybe 20 to 30 minutes in between heats. Right. Yeah. It's not very long. Yeah. Cause um, I know for me, it's just long enough for me to 
get down off the loft, go to the bathroom, yeah. grab maybe a bite, and then head back upstairs and get ready for the first event. I mean, I like the I like the shotgun style just because it's like, boom, 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 you're done. You don't have to rewarm up. Yeah, hour like, and a half, you're out of yeah. there. Yeah, we did one. Um, we were in Kentucky and we got there. It was like in Lexington, near Lexington. Mm. We got there really early, and they were like two hours in between each event. So I would like literally take a nap. Mm-hmm. There was some. Um, it was like a massage table or a PT table, like in the mm-hmm. back corner, like just shoved away. And yeah. I went over there and just took slept, but I do. I like the shotgun style. It goes fast and yeah. Yeah. You don't have to rewarm up. Yeah. I guess that's a good point. That's like the biggest thing is cause it takes me forever to, to especially up. since I hurt my hip, like it takes twice as long to feel like to get my joints mm-hmm. fired and up everything. Yeah. Ready to go. So to like wait around is like, might as well just start warming up again or staying warm. But, so then you, Usually the the entire comp day from start to finish, as far as the event goes, usually I'm here about eight hours. Like mm-hmm. I usually come up the fr- on Friday and I'll set up so that way I can just show up. I usually show up, uh, I don't know, six thirty, seven o'clock. Yeah. I'll, um, you know, just kind of make sure, do a, a second check of everything, make sure everything's good to go. But you're already here when I show up too. Yeah, normally I'm here and then when we're done, I mean, the cleanup goes pretty fast because we have a bunch of people that'll stick around and yeah. like help. So that's not as terrible as like, well, it's helpful for me too, because yeah. they can help me carry all my gear yes. out. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone helps out a little bit, but I'm normally like dead by that. They're like, you want to go out to eat? I'm like, no, like yeah. I literally just want to go lay in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. I just want to take like a shower and lay and eat sour patch kids or something. <laughs> but then, but then on top of that, usually by the next day, you already have all those photographs. Yeah. Uh, I, up- uploaded. I used to like try to go through and edit them. And I feel like people are probably like, we don't really care. We're going to edit it ourselves anyway. Cause people just want to throw a filter on everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not going to waste my time going through every picture, but I'll go through and just like delete the bad ones yeah. or if someone, you but know, there's still I, some amount of work that goes into that. Oh yeah. You, I yeah. mean, just importing and exporting takes forever yeah. just cause there's so many photos. Well, the, so. the files are pretty big too. Yeah. They're yeah. huge. So like in Lightroom is so slow anyways, but, um, which is a program I use for, mm-hmm. um, editing photos, but yeah, just, it, that is the longest part I think is just like importing, then going through all of them, mm-hmm. making sure. So it does take me a lot of time, but I normally try to get it quick. Cause I know when I compete or anything really where you're like getting pictures taken, you're yeah. like, Oh, I want to see yeah. like, and you're just super pumped about. Well, and there's that fine line where I want to see him by the time I get home yes. versus I want to see awesome pictures right. in a couple of days. Cause it's real easy to just throw everything up there and you have to sort through them. Yeah. So every wedding that I do, I've made it like, uh, I try to at least get like five photos edited that like, I feel like are like major moments of the day just mm-hmm. so that they have something. Because if that were me, I would be like, Oh my gosh, I want to see this. And like, all you have is people's crappy cell phone pictures. So it's like yeah. same thing for like a competition. Like you might have your friend or something in the crowd taking pictures, but it's not the same as like a as- cool professional <laughs> photo. And then that's going to be your new profile picture. Yeah. Cause picked by Jenna. And then on, on top of it with you being an athlete, I think you're able to better translate a message through your photography because you know what those images are going to look like as the athletes are moving on the floor. Yeah. Because if you're an, an untrained person, you're just taking pictures like you're just taking pictures. Yeah. You're not actually trying to capture the action. Right. But you have that skill set built into you in addition to being a photographer. Yeah. And I, I mean, I do take a lot. I don't know, like some competitions you go to and you're like, there's only like maybe one photo of you, but I always try to get like multiple of each person because Mm -hmm. it sucks when you're that person that's going through and you're like, why didn't they take any of me? (laughs) Like, And that's probably, and that's probably, uh, one of the, um, benefits of having the cannonball style workouts is that 
you kind of have an idea of who you have and have not right. taken photos of during the course of that anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. Yeah. And sometimes it gets like, I feel like I'm blending like crap. Like I feel like I've been taking pictures for, I mean, it is like an hour literally of taking mm-hmm. pictures of what four teams mm-hmm. at the same time. So it well, sometimes, is like, but sometimes there's been like five or six teams though, yeah. on the floor. So, and well, this year we're not doing anything. Well, cause it is my bloody Valentine. I was thinking smash fest, but I was like, we're not going outside. Cause like going back and forth and then whether it's raining, like mm-hmm. last year I had a trash bag over my camera cause I didn't want yeah, it to cause get last wet. year for my bloody Valentine it was raining. Right. I, I think. think it was for smash fest. Okay. Cause we don't, we don't normally go outside. I don't think for my bloody Valentine. Cause is that the one where we had to move stuff inside? Cause it started. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Pat was outside wearing a trash bag on him too. But. Okay. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's just a lot of work. Cool. Well, good luck this weekend. Thanks. And I will see you Friday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see ya. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> just for reference, for those of you not familiar with the cannonball style format, essentially your entire team will run through an entire set of workouts in roughly, I think for... This event was about an hour and 50 minutes. Now you're not competing for the entire hour and 50 minutes. Um, like for the, in this particular event, the first event was uh, all ladies. And then the next event was all men. And then the next three events were, you know, co-ed couples uh, that they had seven minutes to complete a certain amount of work. So with this style of comp, it requires a lot of teamwork, coordination, and strategy. So if you've never had the opportunity to participate in one of these style events, definitely check it out. It will put a whole new twist on how you view CrossFit comps. Now for this next segment, it's just me and Bro talking about what's about to happen on Saturday. Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast, where we take it beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Modingo, and standing next to me with a belly full of Chipotle is Brosef Stalin. What's up, man? <laughs> That's a cool dude. Hey, did anything wrong? Well, I'm thinking after this weekend, a lot of the athletes are going to be referring to you as Brosev Stalin. So they already do, Mo. <laughs> they already do. Yeah, they already do. So today is Friday. Uh, we're on the eve of my bloody Valentine, number five, correct? Five, five. Sorry, I'm not used to putting that in fucking mouth. <laughs> yes, five. So um, the other day we were talking to Jenna and like how she uh, deals with everything here, with taking pictures and also competing. Um, so today, it actually, for the most of the week, it's been like um, field day where you're getting everything nice and polished and clean. Um, shine, yeah, I mean, all these bars, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen a set of bars that are used on a routine basis in a CrossFit gym this clean all at one time. I mean, it's just amazing, like, the work you guys do to prep this place up, you know, because I think that's one of the things that's always impressed me whenever I've come here, even before we started doing the show and when I was just, you know, basically a contractor for you is that how pristine everything was as soon as I walked in that's always been impressive and it's been cool to kind of just be here for a little bit and see how this all comes together with the entire family coming in and some of them seems like they're even taking time off of work to come here and make this place freaking beautiful I think what you just said was the most important people are helping I mean uh, first competition we did here uh, did all this by myself Yeah, didn't ask for any help because I was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's your personality. We, we've had that discussion before. Just, you know, you're the guy that's going to put the team on his back and not going to ask anybody inconvenience himself. But as, you know, you've matured as a leader, you've, you know that you have people, you're surrounded by a tribe of people that have your back. 
So you always make me sound better than what I am. Mature as a leader or get fucking smart. Like, I mean, no, uh, people really extend out to help. And I actually had a lot more people reach out and just say, hey, just let me know. I'll be available Thursday and Friday or either or. Um, right now we just finished uh, cleaning a bunch of stuff. I mean, we've been deep cleaning since uh, 11 a.m. It's now 3.30, 3.35. We just ate a little bit. But um, without the people doing this, um, it can be done. Anything can be done. Mm-hmm. But um, it gets done a lot faster mm-hmm. and a lot higher quality of work. But, you know, cleaning the barbells, I was just telling them this is the first time that we've cleaned them after we've been de-chalking them. After. So after every workout, everybody de-chalks their bars. Yeah. So if you're an owner, do it. Trust me. Yeah. Your cleanup is we just did 25-ish, 26 barbells in under 90 minutes. But also, uh, I personally don't own one, but Ambrose, the first person I've seen that has a large collection of them is those Cerakote bars, Cerakoted bars from Rogue. Uh, you know, we don't get any juice off of this, but looking at all these bars that uh, are used on a daily basis that just got cleaned up, I mean, they, they look pristine like they're right out of the box, except for a little bit of wear on the, um, on the edges, but the bars themselves, they're, they're pristine. Yeah, man, I can't. Uh, first one we tested was we had a blue one for a year. I wanted to test it and see, you know, is it as advertised? Yeah. And um, because being in the Midwest, having rust is huge. So even though we maintain our bars deeply about three to four times a year, um, they still get rust on them from handprints, sweaty handprints. Mm-hmm. And that's what the thing is. If you de-chalk those, man, you don't get that rust as much because yeah. the it's not being soaked into the the um, steel overnight. Yeah. So if you're not from the Midwest, it gets a little bit more humid out here than you would think it would. But uh, the Cerakote bars I'm talking about, if you go to the Rogue webpage and you see the bars that are colored, that's what we're talking about. It's just uh, an application that they apply to the barbells, and it just makes them really vibrant and brilliant. And seeing them cleaned up like this uh, for the first time in quite a while is, it's. I mean, I, it's. I think you would argue as an owner that's a good investment. Yeah, and every time you get one, it makes you feel really bad about the rest of your barbells. Like, <laughs> they look so bad in comparison. And um, I was just telling them we have uh, about, uh, probably about seven of our original barbells of our 10 still here, um, still working five years later, yeah. still spinning, not wobbly, no rust. I've had a couple that kind of, that Aaron um, O'Brien, he bent on hang power cleans. He bent two bars back to back. Because I think we had like two 45-pound hang power cleans. And he's rebounding them and the freaking bars warped. <laughs> so he, he literally bent two of our old bars. So, But they're a time to go. I mean, whatever. Guy's a juggernaut. So tomorrow, my bloody Valentine, five. Uh, how many athletes? 174. Okay, and you're running how many heats? Six. Six, Six heats, and it's what, uh, two RX or three RX? Three and three. Three and three, and then uh, hour and 56-minute heats. So I think you've heard us talk a little bit about it before. Brody runs what's called a cannonball-style workout. So if you think of your traditional CrossFit competition where you do a workout, then you rest for about an hour or so, do another workout, rest for about an hour. Or three. Yeah, or three, three, depending on how things get a little sideways. But with this cannonball style, you just go straight through. Um, There's multiple workouts and uh, everything's scored you know, a separate way. Some, uh, this competition, it's got six athletes, three male, three female, 
So some of the uh, events, it'll be two males, two females. Some it'll be three males. Some it'll be three females. Some it's co-ed. It just kind of bounces back and forth, and it gives athletes uh, and teams the opportunity to use that strategic uh, portion of it, which I know it's something you're huge on. And and I and I've mentioned before that even though I've never participated in one of these competitions, I've watched them, yeah. and I can tell when athletes have. Uh, gone through the effort of testing all the workouts and making sure they have the right people in the right positions and making sure they develop a game plan because you could really easily torch yourself out in this style of workout if you don't plan yeah because i see it every time (laughs) (laughs) um we want we always try to find the best team and a team to me is one that communicates works well together um, aren't selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can hang out there and do more reps, but are they cycling the bar as fast? Um, and that kind of, that's what I love about that separation is you get to see the <laughs> the teams that actually are about the team and like they switch in and out, they're hustling back and forth, mm-hmm. they're staying with the rep count yep. that they're supposed to instead of hanging out there. Like if they're supposed to do 15 uh, uh, barbell movements, and they hang on there for 18 or 19, now it throws off the rest of your guys' count that you've been practicing. Mm-hmm. That's being selfish. But if you're hitting 15 and you know and you bounce off. your team knows you're on 15, yeah. they're ready to tag in and out your transitions, which I really believe is huge, is uh, really cut into. If you if you have long transitions, there's some of these workouts you won't finish just yeah. because of that. And you could be the best athletes on the mm-hmm. floor, but you're not the best team. Yeah. If you don't have a game plan, you don't act as a team, You'll, you'll easily be exposed in one of these cannonball-style cannonball workouts. So tomorrow kicks off at what time? 7 a.m. 7 a.m., so I probably need to be here by about 6. <laughs> uh, about 6.40 <laughs> at the latest. <laughs> no, I don't even like getting here that late because I just I, I don't feel comfortable being unprepared and having plenty of time. Uh, as For those of you that have been with the show for a while know that I DJ majority of bros events, so... For me, it's an opportunity to get <laughs> to get a really unique perspective because I've seen the evolution of the competitions. But I think more importantly for me, and one thing that I kind of hold close to my heart is I've seen the evolution of the athletes. I've seen athletes start off in scaled, terrified, yep. and now to the point where they're RX athletes, and you know, and they're now bringing along people for the ride, mm-hmm. so that way they can enjoy in the competition. So, yeah, uh, yeah, we have actually we got our. So you all know that we we keep our athletes from within. And we build them from within, and we have our. We finally have a third full RX team, three male, three female, and this is their very first RX competition together. Um, and they're also doing the Arnold. Yeah. So at least they got this one under their belt. But you know, you know, it's it's taken time for some of them. Some of them have been doing CrossFit for two and a half, three years, four years, um, and it's just taken this much time. And you know, you can do it. It just takes a lot of work, and these all these people have uh, busted their ass and and not that going rx is everything but it's it's like a um, it's like getting your first pull up or your first yeah. muscle up it's a big deal when you're doing your first RX, rx competition and it's all your people mm-hmm. and now you know we have pat gina and another uh they were the first our second rx team that we put together and now they're a, they're a primary and our goal is to get all three of these teams where we're completely all interchangeable so mm-hmm. we're already interchangeable with the first two groups yeah. and uh so this third group is just going to add another dynamic to where now <clears throat> like at the arnold uh i just finalized our first two rosters and it's completely different than what it was 
that has has been before yeah. because we're taking different people's skill sets that they developed and now I can be strategic in place you know I can have a strong female on the bike and row and I have a strong male on the bike and row mm-hmm. on each team yeah. and you have to have that but you also have to have some gymnastics spread out you have to have your overall uh, <clears throat> you know cardio based uh, elements you have to have people who have high engines you have to have that spread out and then you have to, you have to have your strong if you don't have strong people you can't compete at these higher level events yeah because if you have a team of six that are all gym, gymnastic ninjas that doesn't help you when it comes to the strength portion <laughs> no no i mean some of these guys are that are like I mean, we got a guy coming here for bloody valentine um Gerald Sasser or something like that. He's a multiple regional. Gerald Sasser? Yeah, Gerald Sasser. Yeah, he, oh, really? Yeah, he's competing. I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. He played. He was in the um, he was grid. In grid yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully we have enough weight for him to clean and jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to take some off his female bar, I'm sure. But um, but we have we've had games athletes here. We've had regional athletes here. And I like, like I've said before, I like watching them go because this is a different format than they're used to. They're yeah. used to going all out and then getting about a 90-minute to two-hour two yeah. break. Well, they got to go all out, and they may only have about a five- to eight-minute break total. Yeah. And then they got to go all out again. Yeah. And then it just compounds over an hour, <laughs> hour and 56 <laughs> minutes to where they're, like, puking. And, yeah. You know, seeing these games. They would go to games the previous year, and uh, I would see them come in here, and they'd be – laid out on the floor puking uh and they were just on a, a games team just yeah. a few months ago yeah. but they hadn't been training yep. and they're like well i'm just gonna go crush this local competition <laughs> and i just laugh because they got murdered uh but i've seen that many times so i'm anxious to see um someone you know we have a, actually several fit people that are coming um but uh i think it's awesome to see those guys go up against teams yeah. that are working together yeah. and it's a huge it's a dynamic that they don't anticipate either no. right? cuz they're used to doing it themselves mm-hmm. everything themselves well you can't do all this yourself no. uh, if you try you're only going to make it halfway through all right so for tomorrow i predict a lot of pain uh, a lot of suffering but also a lot of love and excitement and uh, we'll be talking to some of our listeners and some of the athletes that are participating in the event and just go throughout the day, and uh, we'll see what happens. So stay tuned for tomorrow. Um, there might be a live video or two going up by Mo. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right, till tomorrow. See ya. So as predicted, there was a lot of pain, but there was also a lot of excitement and joy, love and support uh, from teammates as well as complete strangers. But what do you expect from a CrossFit competition? As you can imagine... Uh, being jam-packed wall-to-wall for 10 hours straight of nothing but fitness. I didn't have a lot of opportunities to go capture much video, but I was able to talk to several athletes who were present who had just happened to be listeners, a couple of them who have driven from quite a distance to take part in this event. So I want to take this opportunity to thank them for being part of the One More Rep Band, but also to get a little bit behind the scenes and have them tell their CrossFit stories. First up to share with the group was Latasha Coleman. All right, so the comp is over. Everything's all nice and cleaned up. And I have one of our ride or die listeners from day one, Latasha Coleman, who came all the way from Alabama. And she brought a friend with her as well. We'll talk to him in a bit. But um, first off, thanks for coming and talking to me for a few minutes. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. Um, so can you just kind of give me like your, uh, your CrossFit story? How did this all start for you? So for me, it's a funny story, huh? 
So I happened to see a long time ago with CrossFit. Um, I say about 2006. I didn't start CrossFit at that time. Mm-hmm. I say about maybe. Oh, so you heard about it like way back in the day. Yeah, when it first started. Okay. Um, one of my coworkers that works with me at Hemsey, it's an ambulance service in Huntsville. Okay. Um, he had made us stop there. We were on shift. He's like, let's stop over here. And um, they had a CrossFit um, event going on at that time. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is cool. But I had noticed that everybody there had a small waist and a big butt. And I was like, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I want some of that. Yeah. So that's what. So at the time, I couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it's not cheap. We, you know, we've discussed this on the show before. Yeah. yeah. So I finally got to where I saved my money and I was like, okay, so I bit the bullet and I finally did it. And I started in 2000, uh, I've been doing it for about two, three years, okay. two and a half years. Um, and I love it. Um, everything about it, the community, the people, mm-hmm. um, just, it just brings up just good vibes all the time. Yeah, like for I sure. I smile when I go in and I smile when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you've been subjected to, even like a horrible, what about an hour and 40 minutes today worth of competition here at uh, CrossFit Access. So, and still have a brilliant smile on your face. It's so funny how everybody's still smiling after you literally just died. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, uh, what is what is your profession? You mentioned you work, you said something about ambulances or yeah. ambulance service. Okay. So I work part-time for an ambulance service mm-hmm. at, um, it's Hemsey in Huntsville. I've been doing that for about 13 years. Okay. So you're um, a paramedic or? Uh, EMT advance. EM- okay. So I'm in between an EMT and a paramedic. Okay. Um, and I also full-time am a scrub tech. So I stand for about 11 hours a day. Can you kind of give some people background as to what a scrub tech is for those that uh, don't have a medical background? Okay. Surgical tech, um, I'm the one that sets up the back table for the doctor and for the case. So if you're doing like a total hip, total knee, I mm-hmm. get all the components, instruments, um, anything that we need, drugs. Um, given to me by the nurse, but I set up the back table for a sterile procedure to do um, surgeries, like total knees, total hips, and stuff like that. Okay. Because I specialize in orthopedic. Okay. So I do that, but I can do other, like general PV mm-hmm. and all that other stuff, but um, my background is ortho. Okay, so with the orthopedics, uh, what would you say? You said you stand on your feet while you're doing all that? Yes. How, how long do you stand on your feet? At least 11 hours a day. Okay. Um. I get like a 30 minute lunch, have to hurry up, shove my food in my face, go back mm-hmm. to work. Um, Turn the room, get another patient in. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I stand for 11 hours a day and we're, I'm constantly moving 11 hours a day. Okay. And there's times where you're just so tired, but I just, I remember from here, you push through it, keep going. Mm-hmm. But at first I used to be like, uh-uh, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit down for a moment. And part of the reason uh, I want to talk to you today, because we've been Facebook friends for a while. And I wanted you to kind of maybe share your story, how CrossFit helps your profession. You just said you have to be on your feet for 11, 12 hours a day. Yeah. And even with that being a surgical tech, and I have a little bit of background uh, in the medical field. So knowing what you guys have to go through because you have to know what instruments to have prepared and almost be thinking ahead of, uh, what, of the surgeon. And it's like a chess, like a ballet slash chess game. Like, you know, he's in a certain part of the procedure. You have to have this ready for him because you know, he's going to ask for it. And I'm sure um, if the surgeons that you've worked with or anything like the surgeons I've worked with in the past, some of them can be very uh, temperamental, different, different, different. Uh, challenging, challenging. Yeah. Yeah, We'll use that word challenging. Yeah. Very challenging. Um, I've been blessed that none of them have really given me a problem. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. And I think it's just because I try. Okay. Even when I was, when I first started, I was not the greatest, but nobody ever is when you first start anything. But I at least tried, and I was in there learning. Mm-hmm. 
It is very challenging. Um, and yes, I am on my feet 11 hours a day. And you wouldn't think standing would do harm to your body, but it does. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, standing on your feet for 11 hours a day, you, a day mm -hmm. you would not honestly think that it would break your body down. But it got to the point where my back was hurting. Mm -hmm. And it was possibly mostly because of the shoes that I wear sometimes. Mm -hmm. And... And just standing, and there's been a lot of times I'll be hunched over, and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm stretching my back. And they're like, looks like you're taking a poop. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like it. <laughs> and um, I've since I've started CrossFit, it's helped me out a lot with the whole standing, mm -hmm. learning to stretch, mobility. Okay. And um, my back got 10 times better mm -hmm. from just the fact of making sure I stretch, make sure I um, mostly nutrition. Nutrition's mm -hmm. the main thing, um, mobility. And I started doing yoga, got real big mm -hmm. into yoga with that. Yeah, mobility. Yeah. And you honestly wouldn't think yoga could transfer to, to CrossFit, CrossFit, but it's a huge, it's been a huge benefit to me. Mm -hmm. And ever since I started doing yoga and then CrossFit and making my back stronger and then stretching, mm -hmm. it got 10 times better. No matter what shoes I wore, there mm -hmm. were days where my feet hurt, but my back didn't hurt anymore. Okay. <laughs> so it's been nice. And then uh, CrossFit's also helped me with being an amp. Um, with the Hemsy, the ambulance service, because mm -hmm. there were, when I started Hemsy, I was 22 and I had back problems within the first two years of working there. From just, improper lifting techniques because exactly. you're getting patients out of beds or off the ground yeah, and or whatever. And they generally don't tend to be healthier or healthy-ish. True. Yeah. And a lot of times people will be in mangled cars and you're having to extricate twist them and, and everything. Yeah. There's been times and, and where I'm hanging. And you're kind of petite. So if you, if you and I are rolling in a rig together, I'm the one, I'm sending you in there because oh, yeah. you're a lot more nimble than I am. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. yeah. They send the short one in there every time. <laughs> like, go on in there. Or they send the first, I'm the shortest. So usually I'm the one that they'll used to put on top of the stretcher while doing chest compressions oh, yeah. while they're rolling. Mm -hmm. I was that one because I'm short. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, you don't realize it. There's times where I'm hanging upside down through a sunroof, helping mm -hmm. out and um, hanging through windows, crawling through the back of cars that have been smashed in, trying mm -hmm. to hold C-spine. And it's helped out a whole lot with that, especially with the twisting and the turning and the moving sideways. Mm -hmm. um, you could do a whole lot of damage to your body doing the whole sideways and moving lateral movements instead of mm -hmm. for, um, forward and back movements. Now, I feel more confident about, oh, I can get this person. So mm -hmm. if we have a 300-pounder, me and my male partner, because there's been females, they'll partner females too, but I can actually help with lifting and moving mm -hmm. and going upstairs because going upstairs, no matter how much weight you are, if you're light or heavy, mm -hmm. it's hard. Yeah, yeah, and we talked about on the Why I Hate CrossFit episode where <laughs> bro is upset that he gets winded when he walks up and down stairs. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. I get... Yeah. I mean, I'm fat, but, you know, I, I still get winded going up and downstairs. It's irritating. I don't get it. Yes. And then trying to carry a 150-pound person, you On think, oh, that. it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah. There's been times where I've used my knee, and I've had my knee in the patient's back or their butt, and I'm using my leg mm -hmm. to move them at the same time. Yeah. But it's helped me out a whole lot with that. Like what? Okay, so what would you have told yourself 10 years or five or six years ago before you started CrossFit? Should have started when. Okay, yeah. Yeah, aside from that, but yeah. what would you tell your, your old um, self the benefits are? The benefits right now, it's, I've always been a chunkier person. Mm -hmm. um, right now, it's pretty much the smallest I've ever been, mm -hmm. but fit. I'm still kind of stocky and a little bit, not where I would like to be, mm -hmm. but struggles back and forth between food and everything else. But um, 
the back then would have told me, fat girl, get up and do something with mm-hmm. yourself and do something <laughs> that you like. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to find something that I truly like. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I'm, it's easy to argue no matter what it is in life, if you like it, you're more likely to stick with it, with whatever it is. True. Yeah. Very true. And I've done workouts at home, workouts at the gym. Mm-hmm. I've done class fitness, spin class, done it all. But the one thing I've stuck with the most has been CrossFit. CrossFit. Um, Awesome. It's just the people. To me, it's just the people make it. Yeah, for sure. And no matter where I go, whatever state, it's the same. Everybody treats you the same. Nice. They treat you not like a stranger, more like you've been there. Mm -hmm. So it's nice Like a second cousin, if nothing else. Yeah, because I always get intimidated going anywhere. And I still do sometimes, but it's not as bad as it used to be. I can go in somewhere and be like, and I feel at home. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. I got one more thing. Oh, what you got? Another thing, too, that I found out with CrossFit that's helped me out. So I've decided with, I'm 35, and I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And then I decided I wanted to be a firefighter because I like the EMS part of it. And Mm -hmm. then I do like what I do as a scrub tech, but I want something different. Mm -hmm. And CrossFit has also given me that strength and that mindset that, I can actually go and be a firefighter because I thought about it a long time ago, but mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think I could do it because I was chunky, fat, out of shape, mm-hmm. would have never thought I could do anything like that. And CrossFit has given me that strength to say, I can go you and can do, do this it. at 35. Awesome. Well, Hopefully I get it. Good luck with that. And uh, actually, you know, keep us, uh, keep us up to date with what's going on with that. Yes, and you sir. know, bro and I will harass you about it. So <laughs> you're kind of hosed now because now you're on tape. So, you know, we're going to, you know, we know we're going to, we're going to poke at you. So, so uh, what, uh, uh, what's your what box do you go to back home? I go to Rocket City CrossFit. All right, Rocket City CrossFit. Yeah. Big shout outs to you. And where can everybody else find you on social media? Yeah. Where can yeah. they find you on social media? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Facebook um, under Tasha Coleman. And then you can also find me on Instagram at Little Bit Tosh. Awesome. Well, thanks for spending some time with me and uh, great meeting you. And, great meeting uh, you too. Well, I'm sure I'll see you again. Oh, yeah. I come here at least. <laughs> A lot more than I used to because I go to this. I mean, my family's here, Mm -hmm. but I come here a lot more now because I got another family. There you go. Awesome. I love it. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you. So it was really amazing having a chance to talk to Latasha for a little bit. Um, Good luck in your endeavors to become a firefighter. And rest assured that Brody and myself, as well as the One More Rep fam, will continue to poke at you and making sure that you achieved that goal that you've set for yourself. Not only did Latasha come all the way up from Alabama, she brought her friend with her. And next we talked to Charles Nunley, who's also a friend of the show. All right, Charles Nunley, we are Facebook friends, but this is the first time we've ever met uh, friends through uh, the One More Rep podcast. So it was great to finally meet you uh, face-to-face. And you drove up here uh, from Alabama and and did, did did someone drag you along or yes. how did this? Yes, um, yeah. Tasha invited me to come up um, a couple months ago. Yeah, a couple couple months ago. Okay. And um, did she tell you what you were about to get yourself into? Yes. Okay. Yes. And you still she, showed up. She gave up. me fair warning. Okay. Um, I didn't know it'd be this cold though. Yeah, right. it, winter in a right. well. I mean, what it was like fifty or sixty a couple of days ago, and now it's like <laughs> eleven. So yeah, welcome I, to Ohio winter. I left. Thursday and it was seventy five degrees now. <laughs> wish you should, wish you would have brought some of that with you, man. <laughs> I wish I did. So tell us tell us your CrossFit story. Uh, my CrossFit story started uh, almost two years ago, um, 
you know, I wasn't really working out at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I came across uh, the Netflix documentary, Fittest on Earth. Okay. Um, watched it and absolutely fell in love um, with, you know, the bodies the mm-hmm. guys had, the girls had. Um, I was mesmerized. At the time, I'm, I'm six foot one, about 160. I, w- I was like 130. I was, oh, wow. Yeah, I was scrawny. Um, and I was super insecure mm-hmm. uh, in myself and, um, you know, decided to give it a shot. And um, so I showed up for my first day of fundamentals um, and I sat in the car probably 45 minutes, um, thought about leaving several times. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, you know, muster the strength to walk in, and that's that's been the best decision of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm, you know, I got my my L one. Oh, awesome! In, uh, in December, congratulations so, uh, on that. Thank you, thank you. So now I'm, I'm blessed to get the coach. Got the thousand dollar t shirt. I got the thousand dollar t shirt. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm I'm blessed to get the coach. A, a good group of people. Um, coaching's my passion. So, um, you know, I I, uh, I really enjoy what I do now. Awesome. Uh, so what is your, what's your normal, what's your real job, your normal job? Um, I am a tech at a physical therapy. Okay. So I help, um, like the physical therapist get ready. Kind of what Tasha does. Okay. Um, except, uh, with physical therapy. And then I work part-time at a supplement store. Okay. So with the physical therapy portion, mm-hmm. do you find that, uh, utilizing CrossFit in your life, has that helped you, uh, in your profession? Um, I mean the physical therapy part, I mean, I, I'm up up and down a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, bending over, cleaning benches and, and beds and all that. Um, so it's helped me there. Um, I also try, I talk about it with like everybody, right? Mm-hmm. That's like the first rule. That's of what we do. Yeah. yeah it's first tell rule everybody CrossFit. about CrossFit. Yeah. yeah you, you talk about CrossFit. <laughs> so a lot of times if, if they're, if they're in and, um, you know, I've seen it can benefit them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll mention it to them and, um, try to get people, you know, to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Uh, Which it's not hard to do once you start talking to a couple of people about it. Yeah. But also being that physical example, because I'm sure, you know, people at work have seen uh, the physical changes and probably mm-hmm. the mental changes mm-hmm. in you as well. Yeah. Both mentally and physical. Um, completely different person than I was, you know, two years ago. Oh, so um, what makes you say that? Um, I have a lot more confidence um, mm-hmm. in myself, um, you know, self-confidence. I would... I was always super self-conscious because mm-hmm. um, I was always really small. Mm-hmm. Um, being six foot one, one thirty, um, just super scrawny, right? Mm-hmm. So I had no confidence. Um, so it's helped a lot in that. Um, and I was going through some stuff at the time, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's CrossFit's helped. Yeah, because so. uh, if you, if reflecting on that body image episode, mm-hmm. you know, Bro and I, uh, we, we uh, hammered the fact that guys suffer from body image issues Absolutely. too. Absolutely. And the argument I made is that guys have it. We're just better at hiding it because we don't talk to other dudes about it. You yeah. know, we don't pull up to the bar on Friday. It's like, man, I wish I had a butt. Yeah. I mean, I wish I did have a butt, but <laughs> I don't really tell my, well, okay. I guess everybody on the show knows now, <laughs> but, um, it's not something that guys talk about. Yeah. Openly. I, I, and I think the way guys would kind of mask that is like, Hey, you want to go work out together? Yeah. That was the equivalent to guys saying I have bought, I have some body things I want to fix. Yeah. You know, let's go do it together. Yeah. So I had, you know, the, the body image issues and, um, like, you know, depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started at CrossFit, you know, I've made some, my best friends, mm-hmm. all, they all go to CrossFit, all, you know, all do CrossFit with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they've, they've helped more than I can, I can explain. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, bro and I have said, uh, that 
we oftentimes, even if we live close to our families, we spend more times with our oh, CrossFit yeah. families than we do with our blood relatives. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not a knock or anything. Yeah. It's just, it becomes part of our daily ecosystem. Yeah. And this becomes, you know, when I say this, I mean the gym, it becomes part of your, your nutrition or mm-hmm. your part of what your, your, your routine, yeah. like I, you have yeah. to, you, like, you know, you eat your carbs, you eat your protein, yeah. get your dairy. Get my CrossFit. Go, you know? go to the gym. <laughs> go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it is definitely a part of my everyday life. I'm, I'm there every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I may not be working out every day, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm either coaching or cleaning or getting stuff ready for the next week yeah. or just hanging out. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm there just about every day. Awesome. So, um, going back, if you were to talk to your pre, when you were sitting there, for 45 minutes waiting to go in what would you have told yourself to to get the hell out of that car and get just get in there oh man you know if i knew then what i, I knew now you know I, I would tell tell myself that it would all be okay mm-hmm. you know, it, it's worth it um you know you'll be in a better place you know once you do it once mm-hmm. you once you take that leap um that's the best thing you can ever do mm-hmm um, so that's why I tell myself to you know, get your butt out of the car. <laughs> and, uh, I, I thank myself every day for, for doing it. Awesome. And I'm sure you've probably uh, helped other people to get to that point in their lives too. So good on you for, yeah. you know, embracing that, uh, leadership aspect yeah. when it comes to the CrossFit community. Yeah. So where can they find you on social media? Uh, find me on Facebook at Charles Nunley. It's N-U-N-L-E-Y. And Instagram is uh, N-U-N underscore Chucks. So, like, nunchucks. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then uh, do you go to Rocket City as well? Yeah, I, I coach at Rocket City, um, and I, I go there as well. Awesome. Yeah. For, so. First time in Ohio, though, ever. <laughs> so, uh, uh, at least we maybe if you come back and it's not the winter, the weather <laughs> won't be nearly as bad. So Hopefully. And uh, if, I, if I'd have known you guys were coming up, I actually would have thrown a brisket on. So, next time oh, you guys man. come up. We'll definitely set up some barbecue. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, we'll, and we'll make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Charles, thanks a lot, brother. Yeah. Really appreciate your yeah. time. It's good for, and good, to good meet luck. You. Glad to meet you. And I sh- I'm positive this won't be the last time, man. Absolutely. And thanks for being part of the One More Rep fam. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Later. Later. Next up is Christopher Kruger. You've heard us talk about him on the show before, but today he gives you a little bit of background how he just randomly decided to drop into CrossFit Excess and how it's changed his training pathway. All right, I have with me Chris Kruger, one of our listeners, uh, all the way from Virginia, right? What part of Virginia? Yeah, Lynchburg, Virginia. Lynchburg, Virginia? Central Virginia. Okay, and about how far is that away from here? Uh, About eight hours. Okay, and you came out here today to compete in My Bloody Valentine 5. What the hell made you come all the way to Virginia? (laughs) Well... Or sorry, from Virginia. Well, uh, it was weird because I I was... uh, I was driving through from Wisconsin to Virginia, and I happened to just feel like going to a CrossFit CrossFit gym one one day, and I ended up as you um, were driving through. Yeah, the gym I was going to go to was closed, mm-hmm. so um, I ended up happening upon CrossFit Excess, and uh, I met Brody. That's where I met Brody, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we kind of talked for a little bit before I left, and then I headed home, and then we we talked a little bit more once we got home, um, and he he told me about CrossFit Excess and um, programming. Mm-hmm. He said he programs for, for people sometimes. Um, and I was really interested because um, mm-hmm. that's what I was looking for. And uh, so he's been, 
he, we talked about it and uh, he decided he'd program for me, which mm-hmm. is very generous. Um, and then, uh, so he's been programming for me for about f- five or six months now. Okay. Um, and then I decided we heard about this, my buddy Valentine and, uh, we have a crew that always works out together. Mm-hmm. It's usually, it's about a group of six people. Um, sometimes more. Um, but we, we always have these four person or two person competitions. We can never compete together. Okay. And then we heard about this one, six person. Um, and we wanted to come try it out. And since it was Brody's gym, we'd, we'd love to travel and, and see what it's, what it's all about. Awesome. So before we get too far, uh, into the conversation, like, uh, share with us your CrossFit story. Like, how'd you, how did it get started for you? Oh, let's start. Um, well, my sister-in-law came to me one day when I was living in Wisconsin and she's like, you gotta try this. It's awesome. I think you'd love it. Mm-hmm. And, how long ago uh, was this? It was four years ago. Okay. And I started, I started training cro- or going to CrossFit on and off by six months on, six months off. Mm-hmm. Um, were you going to an actual gym or were you like doing it at home? Or? It was a CrossFit gym. Okay. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Very humbling. Um, <laughs> what, was, first, like, what was your athletic background prior to that? Um, played, played college basketball. Okay. Um, junior college. I uh, played sports all through high school. So I, was, I felt like I was pretty athletic. And then, mm-hmm. I, then I hit CrossFit and you hit these <laughs> movements. First ever workout. So your first workout was? Nancy. Okay. Um, and I was sitting here and actually these girls doing, they were doing 95 pound overhead squats. I think, I think that's what, what it was. And I was sitting here with a PVC pipe. Yeah, that's, uh, I think back in the day, it was one of those old school wads where there was no male and female weight. It was just yeah. a weight and you did it. Yeah. Maybe, so yeah. yeah, maybe they picked the weight, but I had all these guys and all these girls who I, I feel like I was more athletic than I was sitting here with a, with a PVC pipe <laughs> trying to struggle doing overhead squats and I uh-huh. couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I was just gassed on my, on my hands and knees. Um, with a piece of plastic in a track. Yeah. I think every time I, every time, every six months when I started coming back to uh, CrossFit, um, the first week was the worst. It'd be, yeah. I'd be puking and it'd be it'd just terrible. But yeah, that's how I got started. Um, and then I ended up moving to, moving to Virginia, um, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And that after the open, that was my first open, um, two years ago. And that really motivated me to want to start, start training hard. So, mm-hmm. um, I found a trainer my short first year. Um, he gave me, he, he got me strong, um, which was, which was really awesome. Um, just being able to lift some weight. Um, and then I, I stopped with him and then I went on a, I stopped doing crosses for a while cause I got a little worn out. Yeah. Um, during the open, sometimes you wear yourself out and mm-hmm. it's like, you kind of get gassed. Um, that happens a lot. I think to a lot of people, um, you gotta learn to just take it and take it in stride. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met Brody a few months ago and he kind of got to spark things up with me again. And I, I got kind of excited about CrossFit. Um, and he's always, he's always down to earth, down to earth mm-hmm. kind of person. Real. Yeah, it's great. Um, when I get too hyped up about stuff or I'm having a bad day, he's always like, it's all right, man. Yeah. There'll be more days. That every day is not, not going to be perfect. So that's my CrossFit story. Awesome. So, and your, your normal profession is you're in construction? Yeah. Okay. So um, how long have you been doing that? Um, about four, three years. Okay. Three or four years. So, construction. so a little bit after you started doing CrossFit? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, using CrossFit uh, and applying that to your daily profession, do you find that that helps you? Um, I think both sides help me. Um, I notice that odd objects a lot. Mm. I'm, I'm really good at CrossFit. Um, okay. So, like then, today with the sandbags? Yeah. 150-pound yeah, like sandbags. 
those are surprisingly not super hard for me. Uh-huh. Um, but then same way goes for me with construction. Um, it really, really gets me moving out in the field and like I can, uh, I mean, I feel like I move pretty well, mm-hmm. um, like the whole day. And, uh, you just gotta, you just gotta pay attention to it. Make sure you're not wearing yourself down, like working those long days and then trying to struggle through a workout. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably uh, like making sure you're eating right yeah. throughout the day that's, you know, can that's be a bit of a big, challenge, right? Yeah, that's probably the biggest part um, for me that I've noticed is just keeping up with my food. Um, I feel like I get injured a lot if I don't eat right. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I start eating right, something snaps and I, I feel a ton better. I got more energy. Mm-hmm. I can last through the day. Um, but yeah. Awesome. So um, if you were to travel back like five or six years when you said you took those six month cycles off, what would you tell yourself or was there anything you would do differently or? Um, I think just, just stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, it was, it was kind of a college, a college town. So mm-hmm. I would, I would go to CrossFit and then, um, I like struggle. I would, didn't have any income, so I'd struggle to pay for it for, yeah. For months that I wouldn't want to pay for it, but um, looking back, I just feel like um, just stick with it and and not and treat it like something fun, like you can go do. Um, it's a great, just a great activity, mm-hmm. um, great community all around. Um, a lot of CrossFit gyms have a great community. Um, it's something to do do besides go out downtown with your friends. Mm. Um, that was that's what it was for me. Um, and still is, Yeah, still is. We, instead of going downtown or getting together at the house, um, and hanging out till late hours of the night, we, we get up in the morning, we go work out. It's, <laughs> it's fun. Awesome. So, uh, what CrossFit box do you go to out there? Um, Jamerson CrossFit and CrossFit Seven Hills. Um, okay. We got two gyms, um, kind of sister gyms in, okay. a, in YMCA, in a YMCA. Yeah. Cause so. bro talks about you working out at ymca like 10 o'clock at night i'm like yeah because bro said something one day about yeah he he has to go because the gym closed at 10 i was like there's a crossfit gym open until 10 o'clock <laughs> he's like no it's a y i was like oh okay i was like man i need to find that joint yeah yeah it's nice having having that um the y they got they got a pool they got they got everything um and it's cheaper than a usual crossfit gym so that's that's kind of nice yeah so where can they find you out on social media um instagram kruger2323 and Facebook, just Christopher Kruger. Um, I don't post a ton, but I try to try to make whatever I do post uh, meaningful. Yeah. Um, that's just me, I guess. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time. Really appreciate you coming up here to uh, compete and give me a few minutes of your day, you know, because I know you, you got a lot of stuff to do. But uh, it was cool to finally meet you, you know, because I hear yeah. about you all the time. And uh, it was awesome to actually see you guys compete today. So uh, brought a team of six out here all the way from Virginia. So hope this won't be the last time we see you. And, I'm sure um, it won't. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate everything you do. And uh, it's awesome coming here and, and being able to compete. And uh, it's awesome listening to you and Brody talk. I get, it's pretty comical sometimes. Just <laughs> I'm laughing at you guys all the time. Like an old married couple, huh? Yeah, that's right. It's funny. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, we that's appreciate the support, the support and thanks for being part of the One More Rep fam. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to you later. All right. Later, man. Have a good one. And last but not least, we bring to the mic our good friend, Beth Ann, who has been down since day one. 
All right, guys. I am here with Beth Ann. She is a friend of the show down since day one um, and has competed at CrossFit Access quite a bit. Uh, you see her uh, a lot of traffic with her on our social media pages. So, Beth, thanks for taking a couple minutes to chat with me. Absolutely. How are you doing today? Still sore from the weekend. <laughs> just, a, just a bloody, bloody Valentine. Um, didn't realize how bad my back hurt until yesterday. Okay. But getting better. So how many times have you competed out there? I was actually looking the other day. I know I've done three Bloody Valentines. Mm -hmm. Smash Fest once. Mm -hmm. Before. I think six times. Oh, we've wow. done two of the, the Summer Slams as well. Okay, sweet. So yeah, we've been out there a lot. Repeat customer, huh? Just can't yeah. get enough. I keep saying I'm not going to go back because <laughs> I hurt so bad. And there I am. And here you are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you could briefly just kind of share your CrossFit story with us. So I've been doing CrossFit almost four years now. Okay. Um, started out, I was in undergrad nursing school, mm -hmm. working night shift, gained a bunch of weight, mm. looked in the mirror and thought, oh my God, that's not me. Mm. Um, started lifting and running by myself and I hate running with passion. You can tell. Yeah. As most CrossFitters, type. most CrossFitters do hate running. My body type's not a runner type. <laughs> okay. Um, so I um, started out at the YMCA, lifting on my own and didn't really like it that much mm -hmm. and had found a CrossFit gym. We went the first day, my husband and I, and they were doing Murph. Yeah. And we walked in and I remember seeing someone that's a good friend of mine now. And I thought, oh my God, she looks ripped and she's dying. Uh -huh. So they explained to us what Murph was, told us we're not doing that. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> um, and then they did just, you know, some easy stuff like like kettlebell swings, air squats. Mm -hmm. And I remember my husband and I sitting in my car with the air conditioner on high, like, oh my God, that was so hard. Uh -huh. Let's come back. So yeah. we're now on our second gym. We've gone on four years and wish I would have done it sooner. So you said four years and then you, you competed at excess for four years too. So did you pretty much just jump all in? I started CrossFit. We went, um, like Memorial Day weekend, and then we had gone on vacation. So I don't really count that as my first day. Okay. So beginning of June, and then that January, I did the first Bloody Valentine. And okay. we got last in every event except for one. We got second to last. So, hey, But you finished. <laughs> we, we did. And that's when I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Mm. And, you know, we've just been slowly eking our way up. But and have you been competing with the same group of people? Kind of. I've had like the same core group. Mm -hmm. We met actually online. And the first competition we did together was the Summer Slam last year. Okay. With the three oh, person. With the zombie. Yep. Uh, zombie cross training guys. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's for, forever sore. Yeah. Sore on Instagram. Shout yeah. out. Hey, Amanda. Um, Who destroyed so, one of our buckets like five minutes into the, her heat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we did a podium because we got a thousand point deduction. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> so that was a highlight of this weekend. But anyway, um, we started competing together at the Summer Slam. I, we found each other online. I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, you want to do this? And since then, the two of us have kind of been a staple. Um, Taylor that was with us this weekend, he's done a couple with us. Mm -hmm. My husband's usually with us, but he's out with a back injury. Okay. So we're hoping he's back for the Arnold. But I've been trying to find, and with the transition to the new gym, I brought a lot of people from my new gym this weekend. Mm. So that was really fun to get to compete with the pretty much my entire gym. That's cool. 
So um, you mentioned uh, work and you said you were going to nursing school. So uh, my assumption is you are a nurse of some sort. A, I, a, a super nurse, right? <laughs> kind of. I did my undergrad at Mount Carmel and I worked at Children's in mm-hmm. Columbus for about eight years. And then I finished grad school in May this year and I'm now a nurse practitioner and I work for OSU physicians at our okay. local hospital chain. So for people that aren't quite aware, can you kind of tell people what, um, what a nurse practitioner is? So basically I can do anything that a physician can do. The only thing in the state of Ohio I can't sign is home health care orders. Okay. Um, it's a, once you've got your bachelor's, you have to have at least a master's to do mm-hmm. the nurse practitioner. So I'm a primary care provider for a lot of people within Madison County, which is really cool because that's where I grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a collaborating physician. So I have a doctor that I'm able to call if I need help. Okay. Um, and if there's anything like home health care orders, he'll sign those as well. Okay. But I'm basically independent, which is really awesome. And I've really enjoyed, I'm still Good. new and it's stressful, but. Because you graduated last year, right? I graduated in May. Yep. Congratulations on that. Thank Huge you. accomplishment for sure. Absolutely. So you basically went to school for about six years straight is what you're telling me. Well, I started out undergrad thinking uh-huh. that I was going to play basketball my entire life. Okay. I didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got through a year of it in my knees. I just couldn't handle it. Uh, I was, okay. My M- I have a rip on my MCL. I never got fixed. Mm-hmm. And college basketball just wasn't able to keep doing that. So I started coaching. Okay. Um, transferred from Otterbein to Mount Carmel. So I was a five-year bachelor. Mm-hmm. You know, Mom, you, to- you told me so. I was wrong. <laughs> the victory lap. Um, it's, it's all good. Yeah. And then, so I had five years on that and then I did my, um, master's part-time. So I okay. worked full-time and then did my master's part-time. So that took me three years. So I have eight okay. years of schooling. Which is probably even more challenging to do that while you're working full-time. <laughs> yeah, it, it was rough, but I can't say I want to do it again. No, I don't but, blame you. Yeah. But I'm glad, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I got a lot of registered nurse experience before I came a nurse practitioner. Okay. So one of the things I've been asking um, our listeners that we've been able to talk to this weekend is how does CrossFit help your profession? I know for me as a new provider, my very first day was a five hour day, like a Monday. Mm -hmm. And I had 13 patients in five hours. That's a lot. It's a lot. And I thought, oh my God, you know, I've never done this by myself. That doctor's not here. It's all me. I guess CrossFit, there's a lot of pressure that gets put on you Mm -hmm. and being able to know, you know what, I can do this. So just being able to handle that um, physically, a lot of the providers will talk about how tired they are after a full day. And I don't feel the physical tiredness from it mentally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just being able to handle stress and not being concerned that if I need to help a patient move, I have the strength to do that. And somebody goes to fall down. So uh, at least slow them down. Now, a few minutes ago, you mentioned about, or you said really briefly that you wish you would have started sooner. So looking back on Beth five years ago, what would you have told her to have gotten her to uh, embrace this type of uh, fitness lifestyle sooner? I guess don't be scared of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I grew up on a farm. I spent, you know, 10, 15 hours a week scooping pig poop out of the barn. So I've always okay. been strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kind of had that fear because I would, when you looked up CrossFit, you would see 
you know, Camille and the people in the games. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not built like that. That's, I don't think I can do that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had that fear and I knew cardio wise, I wasn't where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And also a fear of walking in, seeing all of these people that are jacked. And I was not in my best shape at that point. Mm-hmm. So I think there was that fear of it. And both me and my husband both kind of had that concern. And once we finally just said, you know what, we have to do this. Mm-hmm. I realized it wasn't that bad. And yeah. nobody was judging me and making me feel bad. Mm-hmm. Everybody's supportive. And I, I guess I would have just told myself before, don't be such a baby. Just go do it. Just try it. Yeah. And it's scary. Um, I think every last one of us, well, I'd say a majority of us had that fear where, uh, like I just talked to Charles a little bit ago. He said he sat in the parking lot for 40 minutes before he got out of the car because he was just nervous. And yeah, if you go back to one of our early episodes, I talked about, I almost walked out during the warmup because I was mm-hmm. still intimidated in the middle of it. So um, yeah, it, it can be uh, unnerving, I guess, for lack of a better term, especially when you come from an area of sport or fitness where you're actually proficient. Right. And I always, I played basketball and volleyball and I was good at those sports and mm-hmm. I was a captain for a few years. So I knew those were my things and I knew how to do that. And I'd done it for years and years Mm -hmm. and then coming in, trying to learn, you know, technical things and gymnastics things. I I have zero experience as a gymnast or cheerleader or anything like that. Yep. Same here. I have zero uh, sense of my body in space at all. That's why gymnastics is so hard for me. Yeah. It's, it's been really hard, but that's one of the things I tell people. Um, two summers ago, I was determined to learn how to walk on my hands. Mm-hmm. So I would practice in the yard and take my dog out there. And if I fell, nice. I was on the grass and it didn't hurt that bad. Yeah. Um, awesome. So now I'm to the point, you know, I'm hitting 20, 30 feet consistently. It's not pretty, but just the things that I'm able to do, I learned, taught myself how to do a bar muscle up and still trying yep. to get the rings yeah, one, we, uh, one day. I remember watching <laughs> the progression of the uh, muscle up. So that was pretty cool to uh, see you actually do your first one in a competition. Yeah, I hit two that day also. And yes, I'd only hit two once before. So that was really cool. But yeah. um yeah, just learning that kind of stuff too, not being afraid, realizing how many different things I can I'm almost 30 and mm-hmm. I'm still learning new skills, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. So um it's been cool to watch your progression uh since we've known each other in you know, as far as the fitness aspect, getting to watch you compete. Um, where can people find you on social media? So on Instagram, I'm Bethan H O eight, I think. <laughs> I haven't looked at it for a while. My name, um, yeah, but yeah, I'm on there. Um, I don't really use Facebook that much as my fitness thing. That's more mm-hmm. just my family and things like that. And I don't put my last name on there just because I've been working at Children's with patients and everything. Yeah. So I try to stay a little bit under the radar. Yeah. But Instagram is my biggest thing. Um, I love to share things and kind of show those like throwbacks to where I was versus where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm a big advocate of it. And I know people are like, yeah, you're in that cult, but (laughs) I I could be doing a lot worse things than absolutely six days a week. And that takes a lot of courage to uh, show those before and after things. And, um, it's really uh, motivating to me whenever I see you post those stuff. So keep doing it because you're impacting people out there that you don't know, because I share your stuff too. So, um, thanks a lot for being uh, part of the one more rep fam. We appreciate all your support. Um, and I know bro, uh, if he was here, he'd say thank you for all your support, especially with the competition aspect, but also, um, with your support of the show. So. Oh, absolutely. And then Brody, I'm sorry about your bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Although I have to say it was a Walmart bucket. I think had it been like a Home Depot one or something better, 
maybe it would have withstood it a little bit better. So next time we come, we'll bring we'll bring you a nice Home Depot one. Awesome. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. We appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you. All right. It's really amazing to hear all those stories. Thanks to all of you that contributed to this week's episode. We really do appreciate the fact that you would take the time to share your stories with us and all of our listeners. And last but not least, I have a sit down with bro and we close out the event and he just kind of gives a breakdown of how the event went. Uh, My bloody Valentine five. It's a wrap. Everything's all cleaned up. We're up here in the loft doing some old school, holding mics. This is just like the first show, man. How I, I forgot know. the mic stands, remember? Picture. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the mic stands and we had to hold the mics. Yeah, it's almost exactly the same thing. So my bloody Valentine's over. Um, what's your initial thoughts? What was the question? <laughs> they seriously, they were talking. So uh, it's all done. What's your initial thoughts on, on today's event? Um... Mel just flipped you off. Um, no. Um, <clears throat> it was the first time we ran over, which I can't stand. It's the first thing I can think of. I mean, but having almost 200 athletes, I mean, yeah, something. Well, I've had that before. But a lot of it wasn't your fault because there were people not showing up to um, meet uh, the, the athlete briefings and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't think that was it. I think it was more on my end. I screwed up something, but whatever. 15 minutes over eight hours. Yeah. Two, four, six. Babe, I'm sorry. Mel, can you take a picture of us? That's say eight, 12 hours. Yeah, 12, yeah. I don't know. What, I, yeah, eight hours. I don't know where that came from because I've been here, what, an hour less than you have. Yeah. As we take a picture. Yeah, old school pic. Man. Yeah. Fuck it. Thank you. <sighs> Thank you. Um. Yeah, no, it went well. No one got hurt. Uh, yeah. Minus, yeah which, minus, minus our judge. And, oh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you, okay. So we did have a that. That's the first time I've yeah, seen a, time. a, I've a judge seen a injury. Judge. Yeah, yeah. So uh, athlete was doing handstand push push-ups, ups. Yeah. And when the individual went to flip their legs up, Cat, no, when they kicked down. When they go, oh, when they kicked down. Yeah. Okay. They hit the judge. Hit the clipboard, which the ju- it was in the judge's stomach. Uh huh. Right in the solar plexus. So just knock the wind out of yeah, her. Yeah, I don't think she's ever had been hitting the solar plexus. <laughs> You could, I lifted up yeah. her shirt to mm-hmm. make sure everything was good. And yeah. you could see the the indentation, the clipboard mark, the entire side of the clipboard <laughs> yeah. indentation. Yeah, she definitely got dropped, but um, she's okay. She's an avid listener, so she'll hear this. <laughs> but uh, no, it went well, man. It just, uh, when nobody gets hurt, and then. That's always, I mean, yep. we, we pray for that every time. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and thankfully, nothing, nobody got injured. And, you know. um, and then everybody has a good time, you know, get to talk to everybody, meet mm-hmm. new people. And they tell me how much they like it. That that means a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, no, nobody was trashing it, uh, yeah. at least to my face. Um, but I think that, you know, I can always improve and, and keep, you know. And one thing I noticed while I'm up here DJing is looking at the interactions between the judges and the athletes. And there didn't seem to be any, like, conflicts or heated uh, debates or anything like that. So that's always good to see um, because the athletes, they're worried about working out. They, sh- they shouldn't be worried about a judge not being able to maintain standards or anything like that. So good job, for, uh, good on the judges that uh, were, were part of the event today. Yeah, you know, you know, I don't, I only, I challenge these, both divisions, Skeleton and RX, but I also challenge our judges, man. They That's hour and 56 minutes straight. Yeah. Some of them go back-to-back heats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a five-minute transition between, so you got to think that's almost four hours of judging and counting. Yeah. 
and not only that, but the synchronized stuff. So yeah. they're constantly. It's not just like. It's not just like counting double unders or yeah. deadlifts. Yeah, because they were in this one. They were synchro wall balls. They were synchro toes to bars. Synchro dumbbell full cleans. Yeah. Synchronized thrusters. Synchronized. I mean, yeah. you know, we do a lot of synchronization um, for the fact that you can. No one can hide. So. Yeah. And I think that's what you've seen on some of these, uh, especially the seven-minute workouts we had today. No one can hide. So if you have a, a partner who's got an engine and can go, 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 mm-hmm. or strong, uh, and their partner isn't at the same capabilities, mm-hmm. um, you see that, and it slows their team down. So yeah. I do that for the sole reason to find out who the best all-around team, team is, is. yeah, and not just who... Who's know, got the six best athletes. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. So um, that's why we do the... The team chipper is the way we do to make a lot of communication and subbing in and out um, where you make the reps just right where they have to sub out. They can't just send someone, do them all, mm-hmm. um, but not enough to where they get stuck. So it's yeah. it's taking time, but, you know, this programming was, I don't know, everybody said it was really, really hard. Um, they, they always say it's the most challenging, but I don't know. I always, always have second thoughts. And just kind of looking at it from my perspective, it didn't seem as heavy. You, you've gone heavier in the past. Not really. The cleans have, I mean, our weights really haven't changed. But the, I think the, I guess the intensity of the workouts was, uh, structure. What was up, was up there this time. Yeah. The structure. Lot, lots of puking today. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that was the most, this is the most we've ever had puking. Yeah. There was one in every heat and we had one person do it five times. In, in one heat. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it was a seven minute AMRAPs. I mean, we, I, I tailored those took the reps down, extend the time slightly, um, where it made you to almost go unbroken. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Cause the tempo. weights were just low and they, they were, they weren't super stupid heavy, Mm-mm. but heavy enough to where you had to push yourself to go unbroken yep. because the rep schemes were relatively low as well. Yeah. Those seven man am reps, they dropped. I mean, you know, yeah. What, Jared, what's his name? Jared Sasser. Yeah. Jared Sasser. A legit man. And yeah. You got, you got top line people here. There was, um, it's funny because I was telling Mel that uh, Jerry, he was a, a grid athlete when I was a part of grid. So, you know, in grid, it was completely different. The athletes didn't go, you know, red line every time they got mm-hmm. to a certain point and they would, out. and they would sub out because the goal is to have everybody working at peak performance. You don't want anybody flaring out. So several years down the road, when I actually run into some of these athletes and I see them at uh, normal CrossFit competitions where they're going you know, to the red line and I, and I see them like super taxed. It's like, to me, it's like funny because I've never seen them yeah. smoked like that before. Yeah. We were actually talking about that because I think what, what got people was the sandbag stuff Yeah, and the combination we do, we do a lot with sandbags in here and I get experiment a lot. And, um, uh, the sandbags was lighting people, his butt cheek, Jerry's butt cheeks locked up <laughs> after the first, um, cause we had a, a synchronized complex yeah. of yeah, the, for uh, the RX division. Yeah, it, was it was so hundred, 100, 150, yeah. For male, hundred pound for female, but it was a uh, lunge, lunge, squat, squat, and then stand back over shoulder. That was one. You had to do two of those at the end, mm-hmm. and um, it was lighting people up. Man. Yeah, it was just well because it's different. Not everybody has those sandbags. Not only that, but um, if you ever mess with sandbags, especially the one fifties, um, those big soft ones that Rogues come out with yeah, within the, the past two bags. years. There you go. Yeah, the. Uh, when you do them proper, it literally crushes your butt cheeks. I mm-hmm. mean, we've, we've done 300 foot of sandbag lunges. lunges. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, it, we've done everything you can imagine. I get a test of this equipment. So, yeah. And then 
our athletes don't know what I'm testing uh, <laughs> to bring it to the competitions until they're like, "Dang, we've done this before." I was like, "Yeah, you tested a long time ago." Yeah. So, but, but they yeah, have no idea. They have no idea. Yeah, it's not like we just sit here and I don't look and say, "This actually." I was just telling our people, kind of a good wake up call is this is the first time we haven't had someone podium in either scaled or RX. Yeah, yeah that was and that was going to be my comment because I'm you know some people might be out there thinking, well, you, you know, you just made the comment where your athletes work with sandbags, but. Um, I will personally testify because, you know, for those of you that are new listeners, I don't I don't go to Brody's gym, but I spend a lot of time here. And this is the first time since I've known you that I've not seen one of your team's podium. But uh, conversely, you guys aren't always sweeping the podium either. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of teams that come in here that that practice, you know, what you laid out Mm -hmm. and come in here and they work together as a team. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, don't just think because Brody does all the programming here, he's got all the gear and all the kit that his athletes are, you know, set up nope. because you don't, you don't let them practice the workouts nope. with the teams know what it is, that yeah. they're going to be utilizing at the actual competition. Until they, until everybody else can, yeah. you know, two weeks out, but no, definitely I, I'll never, you know, I'll never program for myself cause I would never run, but you know, when it's nice <laughs> out, I mean, we run at least once a week and it's in, a, in our additional yeah. programming. And, um, no, I think that it's it's good though because um, I think as athletes we've become a little complacent and got a little too comfortable. Mm-hmm. We have the Arnold in a couple of weeks, and we're sending actually same three teams except I'll be competing on one. And um, <clears throat> as a wake up call, and uh, hopefully it wakes everybody up and like, hey, we you can't just kind of do our programming and expect to go crush people. Mm-hmm. Um, especially at the Arnold and, uh, we've always finished really high there and, um, you know, yeah, I, I honestly, I called this, I, I, I told a couple people that I think this, this was going to happen and, mm-hmm. um, people were just weren't putting in the work and got exposed and, you know, t- if you do it proper and you rebound properly, getting exposed, you, you tend to do better. Yeah. That can be good. Yeah. Be, just like create hunger. Like when we talk about football, like trying to beat a team twice in the same season, let Tough. alone three yeah. times, yeah. you know, if you meet them in the playoffs, yeah, it's hard to do. Very hard to do. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're the Patriots, you know, when they just destroy everybody. Cause, yeah. Because they don't bleed. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they're like Klingons, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first Star Trek reference I've I ever know. heard you make. I love Star Trek, man. Um, no, so other than that, it went well. And we had a lot of great competitors here. Um, and of note, we had someone step up when called upon and answered yeah, the, and yes, answered the Wally. call of duty, Wally Judy of owner of, owner of seven, five clothing. Um, so there was a team, uh, mm-hmm. the middle of the night, I guess one of the athletes fell ill this morning. Yeah. Boy fell ill, but found out this morning, like at 4am. Yeah. Cause I woke up at five and, um, I checked my Facebook just, just to see what's going on. Cause just, just to make sure that you don't have anything else going out there. And then, I see, you know, Brody's tagged you in a message. I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then I look in there and it's like, you know, such and such team is missing a male scaled athlete. We need at, at, at the nine o'clock heat. Is anybody out there available? I almost pulled Mo. <laughs> hey, Mo, get your gear. <laughs> I, I thought about it for about a solid minute, but I didn't want to do that to the athletes. You know, I didn't want them to be deprived of music <laughs> during what? their hour He's and 50 minutes of right suffering. <laughs> <laughs> but Wally, uh, who drove up here last night, Right? Yeah, got here about from Tennessee. Yeah, about six thirty. Yeah, uh, he stepped up to the plate and uh, he, he went from selling retail to 
<laughs> to doing box step ups. I and said, Wally, you warm up? And he's like, Wad wants him to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> but to his credit, yeah, he, 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 he performed like a champion. He did great. He was working out with uh, five people he had never met before. Yeah. Um, uh, podcast listeners. Yeah, yeah, but they're fellow podcast listeners, so we're kind of like family. But um, it was pretty awesome just to see him step in. And he said the one good thing about him not being prepared to work out is he didn't know what he was facing so he didn't have so he didn't have an opportunity to get nervous yeah i'm excited to see how he feels tomorrow because he wasn't liking it he, he came out hot and yeah he said he came out too hot in the first workout yeah that's what usually people will do man and they gotta realize that that's only 12 of an hour 54 minutes <laughs> so no, it was good times, man. I, uh, yeah. Music was on point, and you know, uh, the weather was good. It was, yeah, it was sunny, and and I had to crack the doors a couple times. It was getting it's getting a little warm in here, and, yeah. Because uh, I do remember last year, it was really cold last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, the weather was good today. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Lost my voice real quick tonight, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I'm just happy. I always like when an event goes well, and yeah, you know, I just kind of always feel underprepared I guess like through that like all the way leading up to it even though I am prepared mm-hmm. I was like gosh I should do more but honestly it's like I've done I just looked up I think this is my 21st event oh wow yeah on Wad Rocket yeah so man that's crazy yeah so I guess I kind of figured it out <laughs> <laughs> well if this is your 23rd event and you 21st, or 21st yeah. event and you ran 12 minutes late. I think that's pretty damn good, dude. Oh, no, that's, the- but, but I, I know your heart yeah. and I know where you're at, but, but, um, uh, the athletes, they didn't seem to mind, you know, because they understand because people have competed with you before. There were a couple new faces mm-hmm. that I hadn't uh, met or seen before, but everybody else, it's the normal, um, excess competition family. So uh, they understand they're, uh, they're not, they're not, you know, like, draconian where like oh he's he's 60 seconds off you know they understand mm-hmm. because they're a lot of them are gym owners a lot of them have thrown events so they get it yeah i you know I, my standard is really high and it's only because i want to give the best for them mm-hmm. you know we had <clears throat> we had a team they they drove over three hours to get here we had uh two people come up from alabama yep. to do a team yep uh, we had an entire team come from virginia you know chris who listens to our podcast and I help I'm his coach and, and train him and um you know he came up with his crew and they ended up getting second and, yeah and um so people did come from a, a long distance and I hate for them to drive because I've done that I've driven and had a bad experience horrible man it was yeah. like an all like you get there at like early and it's like all day and mm-hmm. you only do three workouts and you leave and you're just like you're just pissed mm-hmm. like you know, it's and the judging shit. And mm-hmm. the, the workouts are just stupid because there's no separation, and it's just it just it puts a bad taste in your mouth. So mm-hmm. I guess that's my fuel to not do that, mm-hmm. but also not. I mean, honestly, I could kill everybody in the first couple workouts if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but also not make it so hard. Yeah, break that, people off that they don't yeah, want to compete again or risk severe injury or whatever. You know, I I take all that into fa- uh, into factor is you know not only the loads but you know how the movements are done and you know some of the couplets or triplets 
you know, I know what can just kind of wreck you mm-hmm. um, as far as it's not about your fitness anymore. It's about like you trying to grind through a, a lit up back or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I try yeah. to take all that to consideration and then get the best program I can and, and make it fun at the same time. Yeah. But also challenge, you know, that's what I was telling people our, our scale division. Wally's like, man, this is really hard for a scale competition. <laughs> but um, the thing is, everybody says that, but they all did great today. I mean, you have, uh, I, you know, they're doing dumbbell snatches, 50, 35. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing... Uh, handstand push-ups. Handstand push-ups. Chest-to-bar pull-ups. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're doing, you know, heavy single dumbbell overhead squats. Mm-hmm. Um, the I had a 100-pound sandbag for the guy and a 70-pound kettlebell for the girl. Mm-hmm. And that they don't ever get to use that. Mm-hmm. But they did just fine. And they I think my goal is to... I don't think I saw any of the scale teams fall off so dramatically that they were just you know mentally out of it you know every team even the teams that were having challenges were still progressing and they were having fun that yes having fun and i think my biggest fear is that i'm going to program something that a bunch of people can't do Mm -hmm. and but i'm also not going to be timid to where i'm not going to push the envelope Mm -hmm. so um it's a very you know it's a teeter-totter, honestly. Like, I want to push them, and I want them... I don't want them to just crush it. I want them to get exposed. Yeah, you, you want them like, to be challenged. No. Yeah, I want, to, I want to challenge them. And like I said, scaled masters athletes in these competitions often go highly under-challenged. And I just think it's stupid because most of them, I was just telling this, either they're really strong and like gymnastics or they have really good gymnastics. Oh, for, your, for the scaled guys, yeah. yeah. That's why scaled is... It's not that they can't do CrossFit. It's they're, they're just, just certain not, things they can't not, do. They're just not all around mm-hmm. like you have to be for RS. And with your teams, though, you break it out so that mm-hmm. way, if you have a couple of people that have handstand push-ups or chest-to-bars, mm-hmm. you're, um, that you can still compete. Yeah, you're just not going to do is you're going to get less rest. Yeah, you're going to get less rest. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you're just wiping the table clean and saying yeah. oh, nobody c- can compete unless you can do X, Y, and Z because the teams. The smallest one you do is four, right? Yeah. Four athletes. That's gone. Yeah. So. Oh, you're not. Okay. So, yeah. but even when you had those four member teams, there was still the ability for someone's deficit to be picked up for by another athlete. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love team of six, you know, it's not as common anymore. Mm-hmm. The whole team of four thing or same sex team of threes taken off, but I love the team of six, you know, our team of four will now be, um, the, the event that us and uh, Validus is doing together. Mm. Um, the, it'd be teams of four. Um, we got, you know, we're, we're <laughs> trying to set our, set yourselves up for, yeah, for future opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, and so that's why we're doing that. So, but other than that, man, you know, I love the Arnold cause it's team of six. I yeah. always loved Validus mm-hmm. when it was team of six, you mm-hmm. know, we're a team of six. I don't get to do ours. I get to run through them, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> And we did actually this last one. I did do sucky versions of the workout because that thruster workout it was ten thrusters synchronized, and we had originally had it fifteen, mm-hmm. but it was just yeah, a little bit too much, way too much. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll call it a good day, man. It was fun. Uh, even uh, you're probably not aware, but for me, this was one of the most challenging ones musically because of how you had those different segments chunked out. Like, I, I don't think you've ever had those, like, short seven-minute uh, segments before. Like, multiple like that. So, um, it really made me... Like, when I saw the workouts, I was like, uh-oh. Because, like, you figure an average song is, like, four minutes. 
So yeah. now I'm having to like figure out like how to mix these songs to still make them congruent and fit them in those seven minute chunks. Just put on a loop, baby. <laughs> you know I'm not going to do that, man. <laughs> but no, it was um, it, it was probably the most challenging uh, competition for me as a DJ. I mean, See, some, I challenge everything. Yeah, like, so, I mean, some people might not understand that, or they just say, "Oh, I'm just pushing play." But um, I don't hang it. I don't hang it up when I come here no, and do that because I know if I'm an athlete, I want to hear good music. I want to hear the right music. And um, that's, was dancing, man. And, and that's what I try and they give were. to the athletes. And that's what I always look for cues um, <laughs> is uh, athletes dancing, especially the ones like on the competition floor. Yeah. That's when I yeah. know I'm doing a good job. But hey, uh, he gets some dancing. They're on the bike <laughs> and they're dancing. That just shows you how good his music is, man. You no one dances on the bike during Max Calorie. But the best compliment I got today is um, I don't remember what song I played in the middle of something. And there were two guys behind me and he tapped. He was like, man, this DJ is good. And oh, I was like, sick, yeah, I was like, yes, that, that, thank you. Thank you. That's validation right there. So no, he, you know, Mo does his, his thing. He's legit, man. And definitely, um, glad that we, we bumped into each other for <laughs> yeah. more than one reason. <laughs> I, but, uh, yeah, I think it was just a random, I, I accidentally found out about an in-house comp you were doing. And I messaged you and, and, yeah, the, it, and the rest is history. Yeah. Actually you wanted to do it for free. It was for the Dale thing, I think. Was no, it was first? before that. No, and then you told me about the Dale thing. I was like, no, I'll okay. do it for free, dude. Yeah. Yep, that's right. It was. I think we were doing Battle of the Boxes and yeah. you found out about it. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's funny how things work out in life. And uh, um, and I love CrossFit for a lot of reasons, but this is one of them that I got to meet a bunch of new people yeah. uh, that I didn't get to meet before. And then I get to see, you know, we actually had a person here. She did our very first Bloody Valentine five years ago. Oh, nice. She, yeah, she was back. And... Um, <clears throat> It was cool just to see that, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it's crazy. It's been five years. Yeah, no uh, joke, dude. And I can't wait to see what what, what will come. And so we, we got some listeners that are outside of Ohio. We've had people travel from Virginia and Alabama mm-hmm. and Kentucky today. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout. You know, if you got some Wait, vacation time. Did you meet anybody today? Yeah, I met the... Um, Natasha, I'd never met her before. That was okay. my first time meeting her, so that was super cool. Yeah. And then, like I said, with Jer Sasser, like meeting up with him again after working with him what five years ago, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's, and I get to see other people from like within the local area that I that I see at your comps and stuff like that, and you know, and also people coming up and say, "Hey, love the show," and like, "Oh, thank you," you know, "Thanks for listening." You know, hopefully we make your drive less boring. I don't know. <laughs> I Man, I forget his name because I'm you know I'm notoriously bad, bad with names. names. <laughs> It was like the worst trait you can have as a police officer. <laughs> I would always have to write their name like on my hand or something because I always forget. Um, it's like so bad. And, um, but um, I think he works out at CrossFit Symmetry mm-hmm. and uh, he's, uh, we we're getting ready to start and he, he's like, hey man, I just want to introduce myself, uh, listen to the podcast. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And, and, um, and I think he said one of the first ones he, was about a uh, proper volume and training and, and mm. things like that. And, um, he drives up to Michigan a lot. He said, so he gets mm. to listen to all of ours. Oh, okay. Give cool. you a shout out, man. I forget your name, brother, but <laughs> hit me up. I told you, uh, friend me on Facebook. And, um, I think it's cool though, to just getting ready to do that and, and, and meet someone that I had no idea. Once again, that listened to yeah. our show from another gym and, yeah. and, uh, and gave some good feedback on that. And, and yeah. in the short time that we chatted, yeah, and then even uh, like yesterday, I met Ryan. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Who uh, he's a friend. He's a. I've known his neighbor for about ten years, 
and Ryan lives right down Robbie. the uh, Robbie, I'm sorry. What, what did what, what was uh, Eric calling him? Rusty. Rusty. Damn it. See, Robbie, I got you, bro. He, I didn't even know. Was, yeah, but, but it was. Uh, but actually, uh, he he actually met me at a wedding that I DJed, and he didn't realize that I was the same Mo as that was on the podcast. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy, like that six degrees of separation. But I actually, got to connect with him yesterday. So yeah, it's really cool that we get to meet all kinds of awesome people. Um, just because, you know, we had a, ra- I had a random text message and some beer and pizza one day. <laughs> well, you had the, I got the text. You sent it. Yeah. Hey, Mo, this is Mo's baby. And I think it's been cool. And, and, uh, you know, I think. But like, it takes a family to raise a child, bro. No, what I, what I was going to say is that it's definitely was a, your idea and, and, and things like that. But I think what has continued is that like, we still continue to listen to each other even. Yeah. Um, even if like we, good parents, if we wouldn't have, we don't have to, but we both know that, you know, we want the, we, we want, want the, best the best for this show. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm not going to ignore something that Mo says. And, um, you know, most of the stuff he said, I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> it, it's really good. And that just shows that, you know, that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, and uh shout out to team mayhem. Um, I did, uh, Set up a. I did do a Facebook Live for a little I'm not bit. Even I'm not even interested in finishing this conversation. <laughs> to be honest, after that beer, the most disrespectful thing, <laughs> the most disrespectful beer of all time. But uh, I did get an opportunity to do FaceTime. You heard me, Mo. Well, <laughs> I'm not interested in talking about the Mayhams who sent Colt 45 all the way from Germany. It was it was old English. <laughs> I'm about to throw this. Mic. <laughs> but uh, I did get to. I I did um set up a. Facebook Live for a few minutes, uh, but I, it got shut down at some point because of the music, with the with the copyright stuff. So uh, sorry, I couldn't hang out a little bit longer. But uh, it was good to kind of chat with you for a couple seconds while I was in between trying to play music for all these athletes. The freaking assholes, <laughs> not mayhem's though. The um, the music people. Oh, the music people. <laughs> you know how many videos they shut down of mine? Yeah, they've been uh, cracking down on a lot on that lately because I've been I've gotten I'm getting at least one message a day saying I have a video being taken down. Yeah, I get I get things that I owe money. You know, I just what? Throw, yeah. Oh, you just, I ignore them. Yeah, I haven't got that one yet. Yeah, because I own a gym. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, is that what it is? I can't play Pandora in here without paying them. Oh, nah. That's what they say. Yeah. They try to say, you owe me $430 this month. I'm like, oh, you shit. <laughs> come get it. Yeah. Come prove that I was playing your music in here. All right. So a little bit different episode this week, but um, hope you like it. Yeah, definitely and, different. And uh, yeah, testing out some new equipment here too. So, but uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate all the love. What new equipment? This is new? Yeah. It's <laughs> <I was> always <laughs> upgraded, man. <laughs> I'm trying to get us into that next level, man. See, we're going to take this to the Arnold. We're going to interview everybody out there. I mean, I'll be in a much different, like, state of mind at the Arnold. <laughs> at least give me a few to, like, recover, okay? Because these people are going to run me in the ground. <laughs> All right. All right. See that you brings this week's episode to a close. I'm on. I'm out. Yep. Bye. Later. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More. Or shoot us an email at canigetonemore at gmail.com. In the midst of all the chaos of recording, we managed not to actually capture any outtakes, so...
I apologize for this week. Hopefully we'll have some for you for next week. But we do want to remind you about that survey that we'll be sending out. We're trying to figure out uh, how best we can reward you guys. So we're trying to think of a giveaway. So if you guys have anything in mind, let us know. Shoot us a DM or an email. Lastly, want to send a huge shout out to everyone from CrossFit Access that helped support and make this event amazing this past weekend. The judges, the volunteers, everyone who came in and cleaned up during the week. Most importantly, I'd like to thank all those friends and family members that came out and supported your athletes. They couldn't have done what they did this weekend without your love and support. So until next week, love you guys. Later.